Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday on Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that person that thinks Axe body spray is an equivalent to showering, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me this morning, I have a very special guest. He's an artist and the owner of Reformation Tunes, or Ref Tunes, as it is on social media, Mr. Paul Cox. Paul, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you being on the podcast with me. Um, and before we get going, uh, I want you to explain to our listeners, uh, perhaps who haven't seen it or know of it yet, what is Ref Tunes? Is it like Looney Tunes? Well, it's like Looney Tunes for like reformed folk. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, it, go. well, the, the name Ref Tunes, I don't know, when I, when I made that name, it was just kind of like a... I was thinking about the Reformation. I was thinking about Reformed theology. So I just figured ref tunes. I wanted to make cartoons out of the people from church history. Um, and so I, I created it just kind of to bring life to uh, a, a different kind of life to the, the old dead guys and uh, yeah. illustrate some of their quotes and stuff. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you've done them all, man. You've done Spurgeon, Calvin, Edwards, John Knox, uh like Luther, uh, like I don't think there's any dead reform guy you have not done a sketch on. Well, there probably is, but <laughs> <laughs> well, and you don't just do reform guys too. Like, like, like you've done you've done stuff from Pilgrim's Progress. I've seen some of that on there. You've done just kind of other kind of mainstream Christian uh, Christian books and stories, right? Right. Yeah, I'm trying to get more into. Um, uh, I, I'm. I'm I'm continuing to do the quotes and stuff from, from the old dead guys, but I'm, I'm wanting to get more into like stories and stuff. And so I picked up Pilgrim's Progress, which is in the public domain and kind of my wife and I rewrote that, uh, as a, as a, like a 32 page children's poem for like a children's book, um, which is going to be coming out through H and E, uh, publishing. Okay. All right. Any any idea when that's going to be out? Are you still working on the artwork? Are you guys working on the? We're still working on the formatting and okay. and getting getting all the details squared away. But right on. All right. Well, that's that's exciting, guys. Uh, and we'll do another plug at the end here. But uh, in all honesty, I love Reftoons. Reftoons is so much fun. Fantastic artwork. Really cool quotes. Like you always pick the best quote too, man. Like I don't know how you do it. It must just be hours of research, just like finding <laughs> the perfect quote. And and how does that work? Like, do you draw the picture first and then you're like, okay, I want to find a quote for this? Or do you see a really good quote and you're like, okay, I need to illustrate this in some way? What's what's the order for you? Well, no, yeah, it, it always comes with the quote first and then I'll draw it. So okay. I'll find, I'll, I'll be reading, like sometimes it comes from what I'm reading at the time or, uh, or if I'm just looking for quotes that evoke a certain image in my head, I'll, I'll use those. And, but I try to use things that will be helpful to people and not just mm. bada bam, bada boom here. Right. Here's this right. Uh, crazy saying from this guy that's going to cause a lot of ruckus and reaction. Um, right. But I, I want, I want people to at least, at least get some sort of help out of it. I yeah. guess. But, uh, well, no, you, you totally succeed in that, man. I, I, yeah, I've, <clears throat> I've just, I've always been encouraged every time you put out a new, 
a new sketch. I'm always excited. Um, so, Paul, before we kind of just jump into our, you know, our main topic for the podcast, uh, we've already talked about RefTunes a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about you, just kind of who you are and maybe how you got into RefTunes, just kind of who you are as a person, man. All right. Yeah, I'm – well, I'm married. I've been married for about 14 years. We're coming up on 14 years, I think. All right. Yes. <laughs> um, better, better double check before right, you right. stamp that, uh, right? Do, do the math here. I'm an artist, right. not a mathematician. There you <laughs> go. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, we have we have four kids. Uh, oldest is nine. Youngest is three. We have four oh, chickens, wow. and we just acquired one cat yesterday. Oh my goodness! So which <laughs> you, which keeps you more busy, the four chickens or the four cats, or does it depend on the day? <laughs> four four kids or four, four kids. kids? Excuse yeah. me, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. which they, keeps they, you more busy? They definitely keep us on our toes. Ch- yeah. Chickens are easy. I never thought chickens would. I never thought I'd have chickens, but they're easy. You just <laughs> well, you're in Wisconsin, man. Like right. you kind of have to, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's part of the culture here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. So is um is Reftoons your your full time job is or 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 um artist work? Are you doing freelance stuff as well? Like how how'd you get into how'd you get into being an artist, man? Um well I've been drawing since I was three and um I've I've always like when I was younger I said People would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I said I want to be a cartoonist and work for Looney Tunes or work for Warner Brothers drawing Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, that never happened, but but uh, but I did. I I guess I kind of made myself a cartoonist or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I followed that path that I wanted to to go. So I, I went to school for art. I didn't really know what to do um, <clears throat> as far as a job after school. Uh, so I just kind of. I just I I just kind of fell into different positions and when I was laid off from a job in 2009 just before our son was born um I kind of got pushed into freelancing I found some like a some a couple jobs on like Craigslist which is weird um and I realized from there that I could do art from home for a living just doing stuff for other people on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And so from there it kind of snowballed into a full-time freelance illustration career. So I do freelance illustration full-time. Reftoons is a side project um, that has recently been able to get me like some little extra income. Nice. Uh, which is which has been nice. So yeah, that's how I got into that. So cool. So cool. So being a freelance artist, um, you're obviously self-employed. So that's, that, that, that's hard. So what's, what is, uh, being a freelance artist, what is on both sides of the spectrum, both just kind of the, the best part of that job for you? What's, what, what's your favorite part of that job? And then what's the part that is really difficult for you? Mm. The best part is that I get to stay home and make my own hours basically. Mm. Um, some, sometimes I'm limited in, uh, in my hours, just depending on when a project is due. Um, but for the most part, I get to kind of be free to, to come and go as I please, which is, which has been really nice, um, for taking little trips here and there. The hardest part is 
also probably staying home and making my own hours. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are our own worst enemy, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> yeah, because distractions, like there's so many distractions throughout the day. Kids need something because we homeschool. And uh, wow, good kids, for you. Kids will need something. Chickens will need something. <laughs> Got to mold, right. mold the lawn or something. You know, something always comes up, and um, and also sometimes I have to draw really boring things for people <laughs> for, for some of my clients. So that that uh, that's another hard part. <laughs> but well, I want I want to ask you what is the most boring thing you've ever written, but that's probably not going to be good in the public sphere. I'll, I'll <laughs> maybe maybe off the air. Right, right. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome, man. So, um, give us just kind of the quick synopsis of. Uh, your testimony as a Christian, how you came to Christ. I don't know if it was a gradual thing or if it was something that you kind of had the the eyes opened moment, right? As some people right. do. Just kind of mm-hmm. walk us walk us through how you came to Christ, Paul. All right. Yeah, I don't really have a dramatic story of coming to Christ. Um, I was raised in a Christian home mm-hmm. uh, with a kind of a persistent import, importance laid on believing in God and going to church. And as I grew older, it was just something I believed. I believed in that. In, in Christ, that he was God's son. He was, came to mm-hmm. died for my sins. And as right. just through um, consistent teaching at, at church and uh, and in, at, at home, um, I've, I feel like I just kind of, I kind of grew into it. Like God was drawing me all throughout my childhood and into my teen years when I really had a yearning to go deeper into scripture and find in-depth Bible teaching. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it it is, you know, yeah, I talk to a lot of people just from a lot of different backgrounds and it is, it's always cool hearing the different stories. Um, and, and I always hear people say, yeah, I don't really have a dramatic story or it's, it's not, it's not that important. And it's, 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 I always, I always very quickly clarify. It's like, but it's, it's still awesome that you were raised in a Christian home. Right. right. Like, you know, I mean, I hear all the people that have, these big dramatic, like, yeah, I was saved at, you know, 21 in a, you know, in a, in a psych ward and I was up, up on meds and just this amazing story. Um, but so many of them wish that they were raised in a Christian home and, right. and was su- such a blessing, you know, you as a father raising and homeschooling for, you know, four kids, mm-hmm. what a blessing that is for your kids to be like raised in that, you know, and, and how important that is as a, especially in the society that we're in today for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's hard to see that at times. Because um, there's times you just want to, <laughs> but uh, why can't you be more like the chickens? Right, they don't need right, anything. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right, man. Um, so, hey, Paul, uh, transitioning a little bit into uh, church life, uh, give us just where you go to church um, out there in Wisconsin, and then what is one aspect of your church that you really, really appreciate and value? So we got kind of a weird church story i won't get into all of it but right now we're we we've been going to the church we're at right now for almost a year it'll be a a year in june Mm -hmm. Um, we go to river hills community church here in janesville Um, the reason we came to this particular church is um, because of the in-depth expository preaching that they they practice uh, which is something that we did not have at any of our other churches. It was all um, very surface level, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> topical. We didn't really, it wasn't really encouraged to 
get in depth and study your Bible. Um, so, so here we are, um, one of the, one of the first things that our pastor said to us in the, in this newcomers class that we had was Mm -hmm. that he wants to, he's going to challenge us, us to become an expert in one of the books of the Bible, just as kind of a way of, of okay. getting in, digging deep into into the word. Um, All right. <clears throat> now, does he let you choose which book of the Bible that is, or does he assign that to you based on what he? No, no, no it's, it's whatever. whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so so we we really enjoy the expository preaching, and yeah. <clears throat> as well as the elder leadership, um, yeah. has been a big change for us, um, <clears throat> and so it's they the church really does whatever they can to help you along in your walk with Christ and your parenting and just in your in your life in general um yeah. and it's it's been it's just kind of organic how everything works in this church it's really cool that's great that's great so i realize you've only been going there a year so sometimes sometimes there's right. that kind of in between period where you're getting to know people they're getting to know to you some churches won't give you like the reins of a ministry right away i, I totally understand that um but you know there's there's subtle ways that you can you can interact and, and, and be part of a church in that way. What are, what are those ways for you? Uh, for you? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, we've only, we haven't been there very long and most of the time has been spent just trying to figure out the ropes and mm-hmm. uh, getting right. to know people, which has been, uh, I feel like it's been like really easy getting to know people here. Um, people great. are just so willing because so, so our church does not have children's ministries. Um, okay. It's a, intergenerational church yeah, yeah um, cool. which is yeah. something we are absolutely not used to at all <laughs> and, uh, you're used to like after the second song the kids go bye-bye right uh, well actually we were used to you send the kids downstairs first and then you go into church oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, even so, more okay even right, more extreme. so we're going from one extreme to another extreme yeah, uh, yeah. of having no kids in the service to having all the kids in the service but um so, so there's things that we've been trying to get used to, which has been good, but as far as service in the church, I've, I've recently, well, not anymore because it's summer, but I was able to help out with snow removal and, uh, nice. just, I know it's, you don't think of these things as like super important ministry, but it's something that needs to be done. And so I helped out well, and did it. And- <laughs> exactly. dude. But, but honestly, that is the point of this podcast right. is, is that, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, most people wouldn't see snow removal as important and that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Because if you weren't doing that, uh, <laughs> there would not be people who would be able to get into the church, you right. know, and it would be, it would be a huge deterrent for people to, to, to come in. Right. So even those little things, uh, and you kind of just you kind of touched on like we could wrap up and be done now. Like, yes, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> Removing snow is important. Folding bulletins is important. Right. Right? Those little acts of service are how we show love and involvement and care for our brothers and sisters in church. Right. Right. Yeah. And then there's. Yeah. So since they don't have children's ministries, they have uh, <clears throat> they do have a thing called the next generation discipleship team where mm-hmm. uh, it's. It's a, a ministry where they um, try and organize activities to get the younger and older generations mingling and interacting together. Um, mm. And it's they do that. They were doing it like every fifth Sunday after church. We'd do like some games or something. They do like a 
big church-wide uno tournament to get everything everybody together and uh, just just the concept of um uh the older teaching the younger um and and that so so my wife is starting to get involved in that ministry as well and um and i was recently asked to uh, help out with the counting after the service for the the offering and everything so we're slowly getting involved and yeah yeah that's fantastic man that's awesome yeah it sounds like you guys are doing you're doing great you're you're doing how it's supposed to be done that's awesome (laughs) just slowly getting involved in service there um so when we talk about service paul and we talk about work uh, whether it's in the church or whether it's as a freelance artist right uh, when you think about work in general, how does how would you say the Christian brings God glory in their work and in their service? Um, you know, how how do you, you know, writing those really, really boring, you know, doing art for really boring projects, right? How do you bring God glory even in that scenario? Well, I just I guess like Martin Luther said, you know, a Christian shoemaker doesn't put little crosses on the shoes. He just makes really good shoes. So we just make, just do a good job at what you're doing. I mean, God's given you this job to do, whether you like it or not, Mm. do it um, as best as you can. um, Give God, God, give God the glory for that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's all I would say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, no, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that is, that is the answer is, and, and I've actually said that quote before on the podcast. I'm really right. glad you brought it up because yeah, it's true. It's, it's, we, I think we often put so much stock into, well, I'm only bringing God glory if I do this. Right. And it's a very narrow view of work. Right. And it usually doesn't involve, shoveling snow or, (laughs) or, you know, or, or plumbing or accounting, you know, whatever it is. Right. All of, Um, all of life is, is glorifying God. You know, what is the chief end of man to uh, glorify God and enjoy him forever? You know, we glorify God in, in, in shoveling the driveway, mowing the lawn, taking care of our chickens. Yeah. um, Raising our children. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So how would you, how would you go about, you know, helping somebody who comes up to you and says, Paul, I just I don't understand how what I'm doing has any value. Right. Say they're in church. Right. Let's bring it into the church, the church sphere here, just because that's what the podcast is mainly about. Say they say, Paul, I don't see how shoveling snow is valuable. I don't see like how I'm actually out here doing any good. Right. What would be just just be something that you would tell that person as just kind of a form of encouragement to kind of maybe perhaps help them reorient their thinking a little bit into what service actually looks like. Oh man, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how, how would I, how would we tell someone or give someone encouragement on like whether they're, what they're doing is, is important. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or maybe, maybe bring it into your share. Say they're working at a church and they're making graphics for the church, like announcements. Right. And they're like, I don't see how this is important. I don't see how this is actually, I don't see how this is actually like serving in church, right? Right, right. How would how would you go about just kind of helping them well, see that? No, 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 no. That 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 is important. Like that's right, that's, right, right. Well, for one thing, you're you're helping. 
Okay, here's here's one thing. Uh, we'll, we'll let's go back to shoveling. Shoveling. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Shoveling the the paths. Um, one aspect, and this could be a stretch. I don't know, but but one thing, like people coming to church in the morning, a lot of times are not in the greatest of moods. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, true. <laughs> so so one thing to lighten their mood and not have them be in such a well and not have them have one more thing to be mad about is to have a shoveled sidewalk maybe you know yeah. you may be helping someone to not sin by right. by shoveling the sidewalk you 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 don't know plus there's snow on the sidewalk people don't want to walk in snow so you got to shovel it someone's got to do it <laughs> right right exactly um yeah i don't know yeah, if yeah, that exactly it's answer if that that no, it, no, it, it, yeah, no, man, it totally does. It's, 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 it's kind of just reorienting the mind a little bit to like, look, we are here not to get some sort of like gratification right. out of what we do, but it's to serve others. Right. right? You're, you're serving right? your, your brothers and sisters and in that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so when you think about perhaps good and bad reasons to serve in church, right, there's always motivations that right. we have in everything we do. Um, what would you say on both sides of the spectrum there? What are some good reasons to get plugged in and want to really serve in church? And then on the flip side, if somebody has this motivation for serving in church, this, this could be bad, right? Right. What are, what do you think those, those good and bad motivations are for serving, for getting plugged into church? Right. Well, first of all, the good motivations, like we just talked about is, um, just helping out your brothers and sisters. Um, right serving them uh you're practicing uh self-sacrifice uh which is what christ calls us to do um you're loving your neighbor um so so the bad the bad motivations would be something like well this is just counting towards my good works or something or this is this is just something that um that I have to do because I'm a Christian. So I'm just going to do it Um, rather than doing it because you love your brothers and sisters, because you love God. um, You're doing it um, because you just feel like it's um, something that you got to check off and whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any type of, any type of box checking, right. Right. is usually not a good motivation. (laughs) Well, I loved my wife today. Check. Next. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Don't, don't, don't have to do that for the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> Check. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, so Paul, it's, it's, it went, you know, just, just talking about service and, and the good and bad motivations of it. It is, it's the Christians that I see that are self-sacrificing themselves every single day or, you know, and, and I see them serving diligently every Sunday. Those are the Christians that really, uh, that I value, that I admire, um, the ones that aren't in the spotlight, the ones that aren't doing it for the for the fame, that are doing it because they love me, right, and love the people around them. Those are the people that inspire me to to basically do that, right? To to make myself a person that is loving, self sacrificially like that. So when you, Paul, think about Christians that inspire you to uh, follow Christ. 
harder and faster than you do now, right? To basically Christians around you that that are either around you right now, uh, Christians perhaps that you've read or listened to, whatever the case, who are those Christians for you? And what are the traits that they possess that really encourage you to be more like Christ? For me, it's it's the same thing. Uh, just the ones that are showing the self-sacrificial love for one another, um, especially like I'm terrible at <laughs> self-sacrifice, especially like uh, for my wife, for my kids, you know, I, I want, I want to do my own thing uh, uh, a lot of times and, and I have to uh, uh, be brought back down <laughs> and, and, and when I see other husbands loving their wives, uh, uh, sac- giving themselves up as Christ did for the church, um, mm-hmm. that's that's what really inspires me and and uh, uh, makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, to, uh, and then points us to Christ, right? right? Points us to Christ. Um, yeah. So that's that's it's kind of the same thing. Just <clears throat> just the. The people who I see who are not worried about um, their own glory, but but God's glory. Yeah. Amen to that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One of these days I'll make it. <laughs> we'll make it one of these days. Well, Paul, we are almost out of here, man. But before we do, uh, it's time for the Monday hot takes. And this is my favorite part of the podcast because this is when I ask you a bunch of random questions and you tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Are you right. ready for these? I think so. All right. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start off start off kind of easy here. All right. Uh, favorite band or musical artist? Oh, that changes all the time. That's fair. <laughs> right. That's fair. What, is it, what is it right now? Right now, cake. C- cake? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. I don't know. I just, I, they're really easy to draw to. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, that that's true. Oh, okay. Music. Yeah. Yes. So offshoot question. Uh, when you're drawing, uh, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm writing or reading, I love stuff in the background. Like, are you a soundtrack guy? Do you, do you like movie soundtracks? Are you more like atmospheric kind of guy? <laughs> like, what's it, normally on? Oh, right. It de- it depends on what I'm drawing. Like, if yes. if I'm in like a wanting to draw like some fantasy adventure stuff i'll throw in some lord of the rings or star wars soundtrack. or um but most of the time when i'm working on client work i'll just throw on podcasts or youtube videos right on, just, right on. it's like the dividing line or something yes <clears throat> yep okay, very cool uh let's see all right uh what's something about current christian culture that is annoying to you oh there's so much yeah. <laughs> Nail me with one, man. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the attractional model of doing church. Oh, okay. The smoke machines, big right. lights, concert. Yeah. Skinny jeans, nice hair. I don't care about the skinny jeans. That's just big, big biceps. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I care very much about the skinny okay. jeans. <laughs> We need to go. All right, yeah. <laughs> they need to go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> visually I can't do it. I just can't. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul, if you could disinvent Dis- one thing, what would it be? Oh. Uh, disinvent one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. 
How is this a just top of your head question? <laughs> well, it's not off the top of my head. I have a list here that I'm right. going off of. It's like, top of your head. How, how are you supposed to? Let's see. I'm looking around. How about that? How about that work? Like for me, one of them is that it's you've probably seen them on the infomercials. It's those like workout shakers that you like hold with both hands and you shake, shake. really awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, the shake weight. Yes. Please tell me you don't have a shake weight. No. <laughs> no, yeah, that would uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's one that could go. That needs to go. That like, needs to go. Um, that, need, that needed to go before it was a thing. Like, right. That needed to be stopped on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who approved that. Yeah. But, uh... uh, all right, Paul. Uh, what is the one situation or place where you would find yourself most out of place in? Mm. Growing up, or not growing up, but like going to like art school, my most out of place is like in an art gallery. <laughs> That's really? what I like, think of because I'm just like some of this abstract stuff. Like <laughs> I don't know what, like like a white canvas a white, with like a yeah. black dot. I went, like. We went to the Milwaukee Art Museum. There was just a white canvas. And it was titled something like white something. I don't know. Like that's it. Like, like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if if I, I, if this is all you have to do, then we're, we're you're you're working yeah, too hard, right? I, yeah, I don't. I have not. Yeah, I don't know. I find myself out of place in the the art scene, like the art gallery. All right. Scene. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, you're as an artist, that's I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, right? Well, I don't, I don't well I'm yeah, I like illustrations and I've there we go. I've had conversations with people where they don't consider illustration to be an art form and it's oh, please get out of here. Uh okay. <clears throat> uh let's see. What is one of the craziest or most out of character things you've ever done? Hmm. Besides going to an art museum. Oh, Introducing myself to someone I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I like you wouldn't know. Like we met, we met at the Doc and Devo conference uh, just a couple couple weeks ago, and right. it was great. It wasn't weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've gotten over that. I like I used to be terrible, like uh, just frightened of any kind of social interaction. But I'm, yeah, I'm growing. Baby steps. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, what is one trend that has died out that you'd love to see come back? Oh, a trend. I don't follow the trends, but, uh, mullets. mullets. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, what are they called? Beach pants or something? I beach pants. Beach pants. They're like, those are the short tight ones no, that go no, up to no, like, like the, the baggy ones that have like the elastic down at the bottom. Oh, I used to yes. have all kinds of pairs of those when I was, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid back in the nineties. So oh, the nineties, the nineties, I think was the brand. Oh man. <clears throat> Dude, bring back, bring back the nineties. <laughs> right. The nineties were great. Anything from the nineties, crisscross their clothes on backwards. And yes. Oh, crisscross. That's right. Make Dude, I for, those were those. Those were those two little kids that, <laughs> that you know, like quotes wrapped, right? right. Had their clothes on all backwards and Chris Cross makes you want to jump, jump. <laughs> right. And I had, I had a t-shirt that had Bugs Bunny and Taz 
on it and yeah. they were standing there like with their arms crossed and they had their clothes <laughs> on backwards their hair was dreaded coming out of their baseball cap and on the back it had like the back of them oh <laughs> man <laughs> crisscross oh man see like oh man and overalls right overalls yeah. with a shirt tucked out oh good stuff uh, okay hey paul what's your favorite movie oh uh favorite movie there's so many of them yeah. Again, these are tough questions uh for a while it was un wait what was it called I forgot the name of my favorite movie. Oh wow! <laughs> it was, for a while, it was Unbreakable with uh, Bruce Willis, and is that what it's oh, called? Yes, yeah the 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 M Night Shyamalan one. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Yeah. That was like, I thought that one was really good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I haven't but, seen that one. I, I've heard it's good. I say all time favorite is probably Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. All right, there you go. <clears throat> There you go. Going old school. I love it. Uh, well, yeah, the next question was going to be Star Wars or Star Trek, but I'm pretty sure you just answered that. So. Yeah, Star Wars. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. If you could do one thing over at your wedding, what would it be? <laughs> uh, we we all have, like, something, even if it's small. <laughs> let's see. I would just go to the courthouse and get married. <laughs> get it over with. Just it's get it done. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, all right. What's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> well, I don't do karaoke, but if I did, it yeah. would be uh, – I don't know what the name is, so I'll just sing it for you. <laughs> Go for it. You Go can dance if you want to. You can leave your oh, friends behind. <laughs> yes, and if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, they're no friends of mine. Yes, yeah. that's right. I forget what that's. I don't even know what I, it is. I, I think it's just called dance, yeah. or you can dance if you want to. I know right. the music video has like some people frolicking in fields and stuff. <laughs> frolicking in fields. <laughs> so it's either 80s or it's modern day praise worship, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> One of the two. Oh, man. Well, Paul, we have come to the end of the podcast, man. I really appreciate you being on. Uh, it was so much fun. Before we go, give a quick promo of where people can find your stuff, man. Right. Uh, you can find RefTunes at RefTunes.com. You can also find it on Facebook. You just search RefTunes. I'm on Twitter at RefTunes and Instagram at RefTunes. <clears throat> That and that's all just for RefTunes. If you want to follow my personal illustration stuff, it's Paul at on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Paul Cox Draws. And uh, you can find me under Paul Cox Illustration on Facebook and Paul Cox Illustration.com. Right on. Yep. Fantastic. People, yes, please go check RefTunes out. They are, I can't recommend them highly enough. So much, so much fun. Uh, Really, really cool stuff. As you guys know, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a raving review, a five-star rating. We really appreciate that. It gets the podcast out to more people if you guys do that for us. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Wherever you find your podcast, we are there. You can head on over to facebook.com slash everyday Monday podcast or Instagram at everyday a Monday pod. Yes, we have Instagram. We are part of the 2019 crowd. Finally, guys, thanks for joining us in the trenches today. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again to my guest, Paul Cox, for being on. And we will catch you on the next step of everyday a Monday. <laughs>